0: Hello and welcome to this week's
1: episode. Today, I'm here with Julie Vega. Julie established Sensational Girls Network in October 2020 as a proactive solution for positive mental health to empower the current and future generations of women. Sensational Girls Network offers programs and retreats for mothers and daughters to strengthen their bond to help set up daughter for success in life. Welcome, Julie.
2: Thank you so much.
1: That sounds like a pretty amazing... So there's a couple of places I want to go here, right off off the start. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what prompted you to found Sensational Girls Network?
2: Yeah, so I live up here in Townsend, North Queensland, and um, I have uh, three children myself, one daughter, two sons. And so um, my daughter's just turned 13. And so for the last few years, started to get a little bit rocky into those tween years. And um, I found parenting a daughter was very different to parenting my boys. So I thought, I need to do a bit of research here and uh, work out how we're going to get through these teen years successfully. So that was kind of a lot of my motivation was my own daughter, as well as I've been a teacher for over 25 years. So I've taught in primary schools, kindergartens, and also at TAFE um, for the last four years teaching adults. So unfortunately, I've seen a lot of um, young women really struggling with their self-esteem, lots of you know mental health issues like anxiety and depression, self-harm. And so I really wanted to set up something proactive um, for women to give them that confidence um and so the research that I had done you know psychologists say that the biggest protective factor for a young woman um is a close bond with a trusted adult which is often the mum because that bond is just so
1: powerful you saw a problem and you saw that there was a gap in solutions for the answer did you or was it just that you wanted to help people what was because um, I guess both really yeah um, because,
2: you know, I'm concerned about my own daughter's future. Um, I think she's living in a lot harder world than I did. And I think, you know, as teens, we all always had it tough. But I think, you know, with technology and social media, there's just so much more pressure on appearance these days. So even at a young age, she's worrying about her appearance and weight and things like that. And, you know, I really wanted to offer her something that and other mum's to be able to really connect with um, a trusted adult like the mum. You know, she's always been pretty close to me, but, like, I just felt that, you know, in the last few years, you know, it just gets harder and harder to um, to keep that bond, especially, you know, she's now 13, like, you know, the friends are important and, you know, to be able to just keep that bond is is so important to uh, just keep it strong, um, for her to be able to talk to me about any issues so that when they come along, you know, that she feels comfortable to talk to me about it.
1: That's the hard thing, isn't it? You know, as they turn into teenagers, and like you say, they're on social media, they're on their phone. We as adults, because until then, you kind of know roughly what they're doing and who they're talking to and everything, but they reach a certain point where you lose that connection with what is actually going on in their world. And that possibly seems like where all the problems start is that what the research shows or what is it is there a point where things start to break away where they start to break away the teenagers what is it yeah
2: and and like I'm looking at um you know the, the program's more about positive psychology so you know I'm wanting to look at positive mindset resilience gratitude purpose those sorts of things um because you know if they've got that in their life When they get to the hard stuff, which everybody does at some point, um, and when they make mistakes, and they will, (laughs) um, you know, that they've kind of got that um, to fall back on, um, that they've already had those values, you know, with their mum and they've had those conversations. And so when I do the the retreats, which is a lovely uh, weekend where, you know, the mother and daughter get to know each other a little bit better and to really strengthen that bond, um, there's lots of time to have those strong conversations, those deep conversations that you don't really get time for. Um, You know, like my daughter dances five days a week. So, you know, we're rushing here, there and everywhere. And I'm a working mum. So, you know, I'm busy doing that as well. So it's really hard to find that quality one-on-one time.
1: It is, isn't it? I've always counted myself lucky because when we moved up to the Gold Coast of New South Wales, my youngest wanted to stay at school down there. So although she's at boarding school, when I go and pick her up a couple of times at during the term i get six hours in the car with her and that's when everything just pours out because yes. it's it's kind of like the offloading and that outpouring and it just mm-hmm. sets up our relationships so i'm always like she's really keen to drive herself i'm like, no
2: yeah actually dancing's only five minutes away so we don't really get time to you know have those conversations I was always good with my sons to have those conversations as well. So soccer was a little bit further away, a little bit more time to to chat in the car. So I often find with my daughter it's um, before she goes to sleep at night where it all comes out, as you say, all the things that happen in the day and, oh, this mean girl did this and that. And <laughs> So um, yeah, often when you pick them up from school, it's like, oh, fine, you know, like you don't really get much out of them.
1: Yeah, no, sometimes you don't. What do you see is the biggest cause of issues for teen or or girls entering their teenage years and going through their teenage years?
2: Yeah, I I definitely think social media is a major part of it, but it's not just that because like, my daughter's not on social media yet. I'm trying to hold off on that for as long as I can, but um, the pressure is mounting. But yeah, I think it's just society in general, really. You know, they've just got access to so much technology now. Um, It's just... Everywhere they looked, you know, images of, of what's the perfect woman. And you know, I think it's just more in their face than what it ever was, you know, when I was a teen. And like, there just seems to be more pressure um, to be perfect and and I do like to see on um, Instagram sometimes there, there are some positive messages out there and some women saying you know hey it's all about you know the pose and all of this I can suck my stomach in and all that at that age they're not really seeing those other messages as well um, to counteract that.
1: It's interesting you say that because I was talking to a friend about this the other week and she said when she was in her late teens early 20s and she was getting really depressed about her body shape. And she's not overweight. She's just yeah. not your long, skinny model. And she said, I just threw away the magazines and didn't buy them. And that was all I did. Yeah. But now it's in yeah. the teenagers' faces. Yeah. You can't it get away from it.
2: Yeah, that's right. And it's like the bullying too. It's, you know, the cyber bullying. <laughs> you can't get away from it anymore. Um, so it just, it just creates that thing where it's 24-7 for them. Um, and it's everything they see and everything they see on TV. You know, like there's all of the programs now that when I was at that age it was like two stations on tv like that was about it you know now they've just got access to so much stuff out there and some of it's positive some of it's not and I guess it's just being able to keep them grounded and as the mum like to be able to always be there for them because you know friends come and go in their lives and things go up and down but it's their mum that's always their constant that they can come to with those issues
1: is there a difference and, and I'm asking this from a really um from my own perspective? Like I, I actually did a, a podcast episode with one of my daughters, and she I thought it was a really good idea to ask get my kids to ask me or or tell me what they thought about the way I brought them up. Uh-huh. And this particular my eldest daughter, she said. Why did you always insist that you were our parent and not our friend? And mm-hmm. I said, because I want to be close to you, but I'm, my job is to guide you. That's my ultimate job. I want you to feel that you can talk to me. But if I need to go, right, okay, no, you just you've just put your toe across the line. We need to stop this right now. I need to have the ability to do yeah. that. And she thought that was really interesting. Apparently there were memes going about me at school because the other (laughs) kids thought I was really mean. And I'm like,
2: No, just being a parent, yeah. And, you know, look, I think parents are very well-meaning and they want their kids to be happy. You know, we we all want our, our daughters to be happy and to be successful in life but I agree with you I think that you know you have to be the parent not the friend Um, you have to have those rules and you know you have to still have some flexibility and negotiate and you know not worry about the messy bedrooms and the things like that and you know to sort of have the big deals about the big things in life. Yeah, if we're their friend, I, I don't think that it works as well. Yeah, I just think there has to be sort of more rules, more respect for them to be able to see that you are their parent in the end. And you know, maybe that they they'll take a few years, I guess, to see that why that was so. And maybe not even till they have their own children, they'll they'll then turn into their mother.
1: We all do, don't we? Hate to tell you, kids. Anybody listening to this, you will <laughs> turn into your mother. We all yeah. do. <laughs>
2: And I'm really close to my mum, but you know, of course, when I was 18, you know, I was disowned for a few years. I made some decisions they weren't happy with. So definitely when I had my own children and, you know, we were back living in the same city, you know, mum's been absolutely amazing and, you know, really my rock. And and that's also why I wanted to be close to my daughter so that I could have that same relationship um, as she got older and to be able to support her when she's the mum. And it's just that, you know cycle continues
1: why do some people find it so difficult to be the parent and not the friend like to some people it's so important that oh I want my children to like me is how it seems to yeah. me so talk to me about that like if you're in that space and your kids are coming at you like that you're getting all this hatred and anger and angst and everything else it's so difficult to then stand up And draw the line with them yeah what do you what do you suggest for women who are in that situation yeah
2: yeah I think there's just so much pressure on women these days and you know like everyone's trying to be the super mom you know a lot of people have to work juggle careers and kids and you know it's really quite demanding and um you know it's hard to you know keep all the balls juggled at the same time and you know sometimes you let a ball go and you might you know I guess let something slip a little bit because, you know, you're busy, you're tired, you're cranky. And so I think that's where a lot of women are at and, and I can understand and empathise with that. You know, it, it is really hard to balance it all. But, yeah, I guess in the end we have to kind of um, look beyond that next five minutes and see the bigger picture, I guess, of what, what's the consequence of this. And, and I guess a lot of mums um, aren't going to know unless they do a bit of research and, you know, they don't have a crystal ball, like how things are going to turn out you know, like I've been an early childhood teacher for a lot of my life as well. And so, you know, I've had, you know, children coming in from four years of age. And I think it starts from a young age too, of whether the kids are kind of ruling the roost and whether the mums are um, able to to say, oh no, this is what the rule is and not always ask the four-year-old for permission for everything. And so I think, you know, that, Problem then compounds itself, you know. When the child's then eight, you know, it's like always asking the the child's permission for everything. It just becomes more and more complicated, and then you get to the teen years, and and then all of a sudden, like the parent has no control. You've got to have those boundaries, otherwise, you know, you're not going to be able to keep them safe.
1: It, it's interesting because the when my boys were at school, a lady from New Zealand who used to be a prison officer, she went on to do a PhD in why some boys ended up. juvenile detention and then went on into uh, criminal lives and she wrote this whole thesis on um, when boys don't have rules that's when everything goes wrong and being the mother of two boys who were very close in age (laughs) and they brought their friends home as soon as the boys stepped across the threshold I'm like my house, my rule that's it I don't care what you do at home this is what we do here And I really got the importance because it actually came back to me from the mouths of my boys when my eldest was about 10. They need rules. And that was what my eldest said to me. I don't feel safe at the school that he was at because there's no consequences when somebody breaks a rule. And that was a really big like, oh, okay, it is actually okay for me to go, right, stop. This is you're doing this now, this needs to stop, and these are the consequences. But it's no different to girls, you just got to do it in a different way. Is my experience of having boys and then girls,
2: yeah. And I definitely think you know, with my daughter, you know, there's a lot more emotions involved from the female perspective. Um, as you probably talked about on other podcasts, different I mean, ages. I'm happy
1: to talk about that, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, so you know, as I said she's thirteen, so you know we're hitting that, that hormone period. So you know there's, there's just so much to deal with. and you know like everything seems magnified to her. And I think not allowing myself to become too involved in that drama, you know, to be able to kind of be you know the the one who who listens and stays the constant through the conversation. And all of a sudden the next day, you know, they're best friends again and everything's fine again, you know, but not getting yourself to to escalate into all of that.
1: Now, that's a really difficult thing to do. So I remember my Mm. eldest daughter went to boarding school at a quite young age, her choice, but she'd phone me up like in floods of tears and we were across the far side of the country. She was in New South Wales, I was in Western Australia. And she'd phone me up absolutely beside herself. And I'd get off the phone and I'd be really upset. And I'd phone up the house mother and say, Oh, Kira's just, she's phoned me up. She's blah, blah, blah. This girl's done blah. And the house mother would say, They've just walked past my office holding hands. She seems fine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it's just that maternal instinct. Like, we want our daughters to be happy. Like, we hate to see them sad and crying and you know bullied and things that, that can happen to girls and um you know we want to be able to step in and save them but i think unfortunately there are a lot of women ending up with anxiety because mums have jumped in and saved them too many times and then they don't have those skills themselves to be able to get themselves out of situations to be able to feel confident and have that resilience Um, so you know resilience is a really big buzzword these days but it but it is really true that kids need that otherwise they can't deal with the stuff as adults um, because you know stuff goes wrong hey
1: so how do you teach a tween teenage girl to have resilience
2: Yeah, it's definitely not easy. But, um, you know, I like to talk about my own experiences with my daughter as well. So I want to be able to open up those conversations. Definitely, you know, starting this business, um, it's almost a year now, has had its challenges and, you know, work situations or friend situations. So I find that she's able to relate to that personal level and that experience or you know or to talk to her about oh yeah when I had my first boyfriend or something so the other day when she came home saying oh I like a a boy you know so that was the first time that she'd said that and then she wants to know oh is that okay and you know well when when did you first like a boy mum you know like sometimes when I think I was a kid that my mother felt too distant at that point. Like I couldn't relate to her, and that I didn't want to tell her about those kinds of things that I was going through as a teenager.
1: So, how do you create the space for her to do that? Why would does she want to come to you and do that? Because I think that's a missing for a lot of months. That mm. we're all afraid that the daughter's just going off and doing something, and we don't know what's going on.
2: Yeah, I think it starts from a young age to you build up um, those rules and respect and things like that, um, and. To have that quality time, so, you know, like I've got three children, but I've tried in the last few years to really create that space for one-on-one time to be able to just take out my daughter for lunch or, um, you know, take out my son for dinner or something like that so that you can have the privacy to have the important conversations that you need to have can get quite busy, noisy when you've got, you know, more than one child. So to be able to really find that time and, you know, mums are busy, so it is quite challenging. But I think really that one-on-one time is quite significant. And that's what, you know, why I do the retreats that I do, because it creates that space for a whole weekend. Even when we go on other holidays, know you're busy doing touristy things and you're running around and you're busy so you don't really sit and have those important conversations and you know i have little quizzes where they try and get to know one another i make it fun competitions and things like sometimes mother and daughter against each other sometimes against the other mother and daughter teams and just creates a really fun relaxed atmosphere and you know we have mini high tees and craft and things like that so you've got relaxing things as well where you can just sit beside each other and and do a little craft thing but you know you could be chatting at the same time so I think that's really important to have all of that together
1: so, t- yeah, I was going to say e- expand a little bit on the retreats that you do because that actually sounds fantastic because just yeah. even just like I the other night I was sitting with my daughter and we were watching telly and she's kind of pottering about on the computer and we're watching telly. But she said it's just nice to be in yeah. the same room. I've actually had
2: so many women say to me that they'd love to bring their own adult mum, adult daughter along to my retreats because that mother-daughter bond is powerful. And, you know, like I have my mum live with me now, so, you know, we're still really close. So I say to people, you know, I'm very happy for adult mums and daughters to come along as well. You know, my initial intention was more like age you know, seven to 17. But, you know, the, the way I set up the program is that it's really um, for any age group. We do affirmations as well. So we do like a little affirmation board. Um, so that's really lovely. And the Sunday is very relaxing. So we've got skincare and makeup and, you know, the, the mothers and daughters pamper each other. So it's, you know, that one-on-one time where, you know, oh, I've got some beautiful photos of, you know, girls rubbing, you know, cream in their mum's faces or putting some eyeshadow on them and, I did that with my daughter when she was little, like she would like to play with makeup and stuff. But as she got older, like, and, you know, busy doing her own thing and that, you know, you kind of lose that a little bit and it's really lovely to see those connections again and, and, you know, chatting with the other mums over um, lunch and dinner and things is also something that people have enjoyed doing um, as well as that that one-on-one time. So do a bit of fitness and um, it's held at the Amaru Resort um, at Nelly Bay on Magnetic Island. So it's a really peaceful location. So there's palm trees swaying. There's lorikeets and kookaburras, all friendly, wanting to get fed. And yeah, it's a really lovely tropical atmosphere. There's a magnesium pool, so there's free time in the afternoon on Saturday for them to have a swim. We have beautiful weather up here all year round in North Queensland. So um, we're very lucky. And, um, you know, the mums and daughters just had a really beautiful weekend experience. And it's on a 20-minute you know, ferry ride from Townsville, from so very easy to get to.
1: So talk to me a little bit about if, a, I'm thinking of somebody I know here, her daughter's going through a really tough time mentally and emotionally. Yep. If someone's got a daughter in that situation, how can they connect more with them?
2: So I actually have had a lady ring um, from down south um, a couple of months back um, and um, her her daughter had been raped and uh, she's only 15 and she'd tried to take her own life and, you know, I was just boiling on the phone because, you know, like there's so many people out there who are really struggling and, you know, girls being bullied at school or, you know, just, and, you know, you just think, well, if you can save one person's life, like it's all worthwhile, I just want to create that space for people to be able to um, have that time. And, you know, the mum had commented to me that, you know, she really wanted to advocate for um, my retreats because she she really wants to be able to come up for my next retreat to give her daughter some healing time because you know she's been to psychologists and all those sort of things trying to deal with it but people go through some traumatic situations and you know my children have gone through a divorce five years ago as well and you know there's lots of things that kids are having to deal with these days. I think the the opportunity to go on the SGN retreat is is a really lovely experience because, you know, it's so relaxing and you get that one-on-one time where you can talk. And I have found with the previous retreats I've had that teenage girls seem to relax as you you can see them as they, they go through the weekend. So they might start off all a bit, oh, I don't want to talk or, you know, quite guarded, and then, as the day progresses, and then especially by the second day, you can see them much more relaxed, much more willing to have those conversations and open up. And, you know, I played some inspirational videos, and one lady said that she then used that same analogy with her daughter that, you know, the golf ball, she was the golf balls um, because that in the little video, it talked about how the golf balls were the important things in life. Um, and then the rest of it was just the sand and all of that sort of thing. And, um, you know, they've gone through a tough time um, family-wise as well. Yeah, I I think also, you know, that mums can um, have the difficult conversations because, you know, they've gone through some tough times, but it's hard sometimes to sit down because mums are also dealing with those emotions. It was good for them to be able to talk about that. And we also talk about appearance and things like that and, you know, to accept yourself. And another mum commented that, you know, she was always kind of teased, always felt as though she couldn't be herself. Um, she always wanted to wear bright scarves and her hair and things like that and she always felt like oh no that's that you know it's not the norm or whatever and and now she feels like she can be herself and it was really great to see her daughter like really take that on board because you know she's got that more you know artsy bright colored personality as well Um, and so that it's okay to be you.
1: When is the next retreat
2: uh, so next one is uh, mid-October, 16th, 17th. So that's the last one for this year. And then there'll be um, three next year, um, so space throughout the year. And so then that gives people an opportunity to see, you know, what date suits them throughout the year. And, um, yeah, obviously with COVID, you know, there'll be full refunds for people if bought exposed and things like that.
1: I was thinking that's so difficult at the moment because your only people that can get there are Queenslanders. you, you... You can't get there, can you, if you're from the other state?
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. And, yeah, I do feel very sorry for those people because um, we've been very lucky. We've we've barely been affected by COVID at all in North Queensland. Yeah, look, hopefully next year we'll we'll look a lot better for people. But, yeah, definitely if they book something to have that time with their daughter, they they can definitely get a refund if, if anything does go wrong between now and then with COVID.
1: Let's talk about that as well. You know, the people who have been locked down in Sydney for three months now or the people in Melbourne who, you know, have been locked down for God knows how long on and off. Mm. How do you support the teenagers going through that? Yeah, that that's quite challenging because um
2: you know even though you might be stuck in the same house together, are you actually connecting? You know, are you having quality time or are you just at each other's throat? Poor mums were having to homeschool, and as a teacher myself, you know I can empathise with that. So yeah, as I said, we're very lucky we've we've had barely had any lockdowns at all. Like you know, really not nothing. So um you know I can't speak much from experience with that. But, yeah, I definitely think that people probably will will need a little bit of escape after all of this and, and, you know, it could be a really time to have a different outlook and um, to be able to connect on a different level Uh, and and not all the fighting. Because there was a um, 15-year-old and her mum came a couple of months ago on retreat and um, they both wrote, they both used the word strained relationship uh, in in their feedback. And they both said how much better their relationship was at the end of the retreat. So, you know, that really warms my heart to be able to see that, you know, there was no major trauma, but it was just a mum and a 15-year-old daughter who's just start to get a little bit antsy at each other. And they were just able to relax and enjoy each other's company and laugh. And, you know, it's really beautiful.
1: Is there a difference between how many people have you had up there from a city and how many from the smaller or rural areas? Is there a difference between the two in how they interact or the problems or is it kind of the same?
2: I guess everybody's a little bit different. So last retreat we had a couple of ladies from out west and so one of the daughters had been to boarding college. So I I do say to mums that my intention with um, Sensational Girls Network is to do one-on-one time. That, that mum chose to bring two of her daughters um, because one of them was in boarding college and um, boarding school and um, was home and um so she wanted to be able to connect with her as well. Uh, so she managed it quite well to be able to give both both of her daughters time. I didn't hear too many little little niggles between the girls. But yeah, it can be challenging, I think, to try and divide your time up between both, the, the way it's structured. But, um, yeah, they did go okay. And, yeah, there was another lady from a smaller town at regional um, North Queensland, Um, come up and then a couple of locals as well so yeah everyone just had their own little stories everyone got on famously and yeah everyone had a positive experience
1: that's fantastic I'm gonna start wrapping it up now so you've told us all about about the retreats and everything tell me though if you had one thing that you wanted to say to mums right now what what is the most important piece of information you could give to them
2: yeah, I definitely think that it's it's the one-on-one time. Um, so even if it's 10 minutes per day, because you think, you know, just how busy we are and we get home from work and we're um, trying to cook dinner and doing everything else and homework and, and all of that sort of thing. So I think trying to find 10 minutes one-on-one time, and as we said before, whether it's on the way to um, somewhere in the car or if it's, um, you know, when they go to bed or something, and I've been guilty of it sometimes myself where I was just like, oh, can you just go to sleep um, because I'm tired and, you know, can you just go to bed now? But I've actually forced myself to go, okay, I'm just going to give her 10 minutes to get it all off her chest. And, um, yeah, I find that really works because then she can relax and go to sleep and then she can see that I have valued that time with her and really it's only 10 minutes in the end.
1: That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Julie. I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you having me, Karen.
1: And good luck with the rest of it. All the information will be on the webpage that goes with this podcast and you'll find links there to Julie's website if you want to find out more or if you want to book on to the next retreat, which will be in a couple of weeks after this podcast goes out. And you can connect with Julie directly from there. So thank you so much for being with me.
2: Beautiful. Thanks, Erin.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favourite player. And while you're at it, we'd love you to leave us a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode. And remember, if you're busy thinking about what you can't have, how on earth are you going to enjoy what you can have? See you next week.